That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Hello, hello, friends. Hello, Katie. I am once again joining from my home um, as I continue this knee recovery. Um, but I wanted to mention, Katie, um, and I, as you may know, our children go to swim together. Oh, yes. uh-huh. um, so we had swim last night and I was kind of dying. Um, so Katie, you and River and your husband are taking a ski trip in, yes. a, in about a week. Oh, yes, yes. I, now I might so, know where this is going, yeah. So, you know, so fun. We're excited for them to go on this big ski trip out west. And uh, so I'm like, bye, guys. River, have fun learning to ski. And Bennett, without breaking. Yes. Just as soon as I said that goes, oh, well, we went skiing and my mom hurt herself. And this is what happened. And like points to my knee. She's like, so have fun. So good luck. And then she like, you guys all turned to the corner and River and I were like, Oh, and then this is what you don't know is there was like another mom in there and she looks at me and she goes, oh, so that's what happened to her. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep. It was the most like hilarious exchange. Well, I wanted <laughs> to be like. you forgot River and Katie, yeah. like yeah. King took my mom down. So well, have fun out there. Bye. Good luck. Don't I do mean, that. <laughs> my sister who listens to this podcast was like, a couple weeks ago was like, yo, you didn't tell me about Karen's knee. I just listened to the podcast. And now we're all going to go like skiing together. Like what if this happens to us? And I was like, Jen, 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 Jen. Like just relax. This yeah, will not it, happen yeah. to us. This, But in my head, trust me, Brian and I were like, oh, damn. Like. I mean, yeah. I like to snowboard, but I don't know if I like it enough to like have like an ACL surgery. You know, yeah, like, it's yeah, been a yeah. it's been a cautionary tale for all of us forty somethings, Karen. Right. Like, well, it's, it's like just, the advice it, that we didn't know we needed. You know, like be careful, right, you guys. You're not right. twenty anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's so crazy. Like I shouldn't be telling you this as you're about to go skiing, but I mean, one of our friends brought dinner over the other night and was like, uh, I know literally two or three people who have like just torn their ACL. Like it's like going around, but I will say this. I will say this. Let me just say this. Did they say skiing? Specifically skiing. But let me say this. They were all at the same ski place where we were, Mm -hmm. which is East coast, like icy, dicey skiing. A lot of kids, a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. Um, So I Uh do think uh that plays a role. Um, And I think you'll be fine out West because it's just a different scenario out there. Sure. I mean, I think it's like all BS. Everything you're saying is BS. And I think that it's entirely possible that we will, you know, I don't know. Maybe last time I went snowboarding, I had a gallbladder attack, which resulted in me um, getting my gallbladder removed. So I don't have like incredibly high hopes to be totally. Well, I mean, if we like stay out of the hospital, if we stay out of like the ER, um, I mean, I'm going to consider it a win. So I think you just need to like stay, um, you know, healthy ish. Yeah. And I'll say successful ski trip for you. 
Well, um, we did. Greg just dropped off like that. I don't know what they call it. It's like the little lead that you put on your kids, like when you're going like the backpack skiing tool. Yeah. And Brian and River were like trying it out in our hallway, and like River was like, "I'm ready, Dad. Let's go." So I hope that translates to. I'm sure it will. She'll be great. Just don't ask Bennett for any any um, supportive farewell words. I know. But I can say you guys will be fine and have a blast, and I'm excited for you. It's gonna be so fun. We'll see. I mean, you know, there are a lot of children going on this trip. Like between like my sister's kids and River, there's like five kids and four adults. So is this a good idea? Questionable, but I think it'll be fun. I keep seeing actually, it's funny. I keep seeing people, especially with like spring break, mm-hmm. hosting these like amazing family ski trips out west. And Dude, like, when are you going to oh, learn no. that all social media is a lie? No, I know that. I know you know that, those but... people are like secretly like downing beers and like crying off camera for sure you know? for sure but I haven't seen any other like torn ACL oh, pictures good. so I'm like you know I, it is making me like oh this is what it could be yeah okay all right um anyway uh yeah you'll have a blast I can't wait to hear about it well that'll be our next uh we you know the podcast once you get back we'll have to discuss how the ski trip went yes well, well I mean we'll keep you and how that. and how we feel about River's chances of, of like becoming an Olympic, Olympic skier. skiing yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see well I mean yeah I was gonna say she's snowboarding but actually we snowboard she is skiing so yeah we'll keep you posted on that yeah yeah okay so this next article I'm just gonna say this wow oh wow my goodness wow yeah. Oh my goodness, Katie. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Me neither. But so, now I, okay. yeah. Okay. So let's just yeah. get right into yeah. it. It's from today.com. Um, the title is uh, Cooking, Cleaning, and Controversy The Trad Wife Movement Embraces a 1950s Housewife Ideal. Like the little blurb is I put my husband's wants ahead of my own, and this has done nothing but benefit myself and my marriage. Um, so the trad wife movement promotes what its followers say are traditional family values with, of course, some controversy. Um, the article dives into like the whole movement, but also sort of specifically narrows in on this one woman who I now follow on Instagram who I, I don't know. Her name's Essie Williams. Every morning oh, you she... follow her now. I looked her up, but I didn't follow her. Well, I didn't well, go that far. Maybe I shouldn't. I mean, I, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have. But I was like, I need to. This I need like mm-hmm, a daily reminder mm-hmm. about what this chick is up to. Essie um, Williams every morning slips on a vintage dress, styles her platinum blonde hair, and applies makeup for a long day of cooking and cleaning. As a 25-year-old wife, Williams believes in submitting to and serving her husband as a traditional homemaker. She says it's 2023, and this is her choice. Um, she is responsible for cooking and cleaning. She doesn't venture outside, not to the gym, to buy cleaning supplies, or to meet a girlfriend for coffee without calling her electrician husband, Connor, to ask for permission, nor does she leave the house after dark alone. This is like a whole, this uh, this trad wife thing is a, a whole, like, underground had thing. Had you heard of this? About. No. I had not heard of this. It, you know, it's just funny to me. I feel like there's all, this is how it is in life these days. You know, it's like as soon as we get too far one way, the pendulum swings back the other way, right? Yeah. There's like a group of people who are like, we're too far this way. Let's go back this way. I don't understand why we can't just kind of be in the middle all the time. Like, I'm kind of happy in the middle. Can we just like sit somewhere in the middle? In the middle? Yeah, yeah. You know, so this article talks about sometimes and some of this, I'm like, I see this. I see this. Like you've taken it mm-hmm, too far, mm-hmm. but I understand where you're going with this. The demands of corporate America make them long for, quote, simpler ways 
Um, and this this SD woman says um, she her mom divorced her dad, single mom, like worked a job, tried to do all of the home things, and it was just like exhausting. And she recognized that and wanted to avoid that, like which. I totally get that um, because sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a single mom, but I do think it's hard to work full time and to keep up with mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. all of the things that you need to do in your personal life. I, too, was raised by a single mom who worked two jobs and like, yeah, I think it sucked. She didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she never said that to me, but I'm going to assume it sucked. So I, I understand where the impulse comes from. Um, the article also talks about experts think that this trad wife culture is a reaction to the overall liberalization of American like the American belief system, you know, um, over time, Americans have gotten, I, I suppose this is what this article is saying, is more liberal or more... Um, anything goes. Anything like not, goes. And, yeah, not and as a Christian, lot of, strict, traditional. Right. A lot of these trad wives um, is, are, um, the group is composed largely of Christian, conservative, millennial, and Gen Z women. So in other words, it's like not our parents doing this, right? Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. This is, this, these aren't like baby boomers doing this. These are like people our age and younger who are embracing and doing this. Um, and the decision is not primarily logistical or economical. In other words, like childcare is just so expensive, it makes more sense for me to stay home. Instead, it is philosophical. Mm-hmm. It's an obvious choice. So a couple things here. The woman that you mentioned mm-hmm. that you follow now, who I, I did look her up on, yeah. on um, social media, she, the, you know, just want to point out, they do not have children. Okay. Right. They, have and they just got zero married. Children. I think they just got married. Yeah. So I think yeah. that is a big caveat here. I mean, uh, uh, and uh, there are some, there were some examples in the article of Chad Weiss who do have children, mm-hmm. but this woman in particular being like the poster child for this, I was kind of like, okay, c- come, come talk to me and like, let's see how this whole this thing how this is works going. Out for you. But she, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do feel the need to point out in the art, this article, and this is where I was like, let me know how this works out f- for you and your children. She says they do plan to have kids and the boys will be raised as like the folks who manage the money and like work on cars and do all the physical Mm -hmm. stuff. And the girls will be, you know, raised to learn how to do all of the home stuff like they they are planning on perpetuating these rules with their children. Anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah. So the other thing I was going to mention was I was glad this article kind of got into this rather than just bringing up this is there's this new culture, this new group, this new movement. Um, you know, all of these couples in this article are saying life was so great back in the fifties and sixties. Let's get back to that. And the article brings up, uh, no, it wasn't. Was it like marriage was not great in the Mm fifties. Women had not for women, no power for women. Yes. Marriage was not great for women. If you had to, if you had to get a divorce or something like that, it was extremely difficult. Women often were left with no money. I mean, it just like went through all of the reasons that marriage was extremely difficult back then. Yeah. Until 1970, the average female college graduate working full-time year-round earned less than the average high school-educated male. Marriage was potentially sweet, but always uncertain, an uncertain deal. Justice was not always Mm -hmm. served. There was Mm -hmm. no protection against marital rape and domestic abuse. Um, They talk about police would not make an arrest unless the wife's wound required a certain number of stitches. So like... In other words, the, why are you, we going back to something? You were that only scratching so the awful. surface of what it was like to be a woman in the fifties. Mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going. You're not going deep enough. You're not going deep enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, and again, the woman in particular that that uh, was the main focus of the article, watching her videos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This might just be me. I have no. It, I, I just personally have no desire to 
put on makeup and fancy dresses and do my hair for no reason, except for, I guess, my husband to see me like that. But no. I, that goes against like every grain in my body yeah. and in my like mantra in life. And, you know, it was just interesting. It's always interesting to me when I hear about something or learn about something that's so different than the way I see things. Because, you know, a lot of things I think you could say, oh, yeah, I could kind of maybe see that or that's a good idea or maybe I should try that a little bit. But this was one of those that I was like, I do not understand this. And the, the article and the article they said, the, the women said it is a woman's job, essentially, like is goal, job, work to look good for for your husband. And that's yeah. just part of it. And I mean, maybe maybe that's true. And maybe I'm just being a bad wife. I don't know. No. But no. I what? no Lord, when I just even thinking about that, this is such a. Uh, focus of yeah. these women's lives and that takes time that takes money that takes effort I'm I just am so confused but well thing. and I think that I thought what was really interesting about this article too is like you know a lot of these traditional trad wives if you will um, are saying like hey feminism is all about like you know it's this is a free country and like this is what I want to do one of the experts they interview in this, she's a, an associate professor of psychology at the University of Nevada, says, so you, you can't point to choice feminism, the act of justifying life choices by evoking feminism without reflecting on bro broader social structures. Women are still victims of sexual violence at disproportionate rates to men. Women earn 84% of what men make, and in cases where women out-earn their husbands, statistics show they still tackle more domestic labor. So, in other words, like, you can't say, like, oh, well, I mean, if you're, a, like, isn't feminism all about doing what, like, you, you know, what you want to do in life? No. Like, there's more to feminism than that. There's more mm -hmm. to the term mm -hmm. than, you know, you just, women get to do whatever they want to do. Like, that's just, it's not a way to, right. it's not a way to justify this. Yeah. And it says in this article, like, the definition is actually that they have equal rights right. and abilities and power and right. all that and jobs and pay as men. It's about right. equality. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was fascinated by the fact that they kept saying I'm anti-feminist. Um, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. I'm glad you found this article because I had no idea uh, so about So I this. have seen it, not this specific article, but I've seen articles about this now several times since I, I stumbled upon this one. So apparently it's a thing. Who knows? I mean, it'd be interesting to know, like, what are the real numbers on this? It seems mm -hmm. so outrageous to me that uh, I, you know... It's just interesting to talk about are there really that many people doing it. Let me just say this. I do think staying at home with your kids or being a homemaker is a full-time job. Like I think it's incredibly oh, difficult. Course, yeah. And if like that's your choice, like that you you have a full-time job just like the rest of us. So I understand where if you're a traditional housewife, you get pissed at people who are like, oh, well, you don't have a full-time job. No, that's like a full-time job and it is hard as hell to – to do, you know, to do all the cooking and the cleaning and the organization and the running of your kids around. So I understand maybe if you're a trad wife, you're like, hey, like you want that to be recognized as important work. I think these mm -hmm. people are taking it too far. Um, I, I mean, not, you know, having to call your husband to leave the house, that's too far. But I, I will give them that I don't think that people appreciate truly what it is right. to not have a full-time job outside the home, but to work inside your home and not be feel like society appreciates you, if that makes sense. 
So do you think that you're looking up these articles and you're secretly, Katie, thinking about Wanting to be a trad becoming wife? a trad wife? I feel like I, mean, I would be a very that... poor trad wife. I think if you ask Brian, he would he would not he would not vouch say, for me being a trad wife. Maybe but Brian's listening to this like, ooh. This does sound appealing. Soon. He does say things like, remember in the 50s when men used to get home and their wives would just hand them a gin and tonic and the newspaper and they could sit in the corner. You know, he does say stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. I, I could see Brian saying stuff like that. Maybe he's like, I mean, and I think I think he's joking, but maybe not. I mean, I think that if you did that, he wouldn't be like he wouldn't oh, be like stop awful. being a traditional wife. No, I think that's true no, too. No, yeah. Mama, mama, mom's the word. This one is a protein shake, which I've had for a while. I was like a little hesitate to re- oh. hesitate to recommend it, just because. I never want people to think that I'm promoting like some sort of disordered eating thing, to be totally honest. Um, sure. But I love this one, and I have had my fair share of protein shakes. Um, it's from Fairlife, and Fairlife actually makes a couple of them, and I really like all of them. My favorite is this one. It's called the Fairlife Nutrition Plan. It's the high-protein one. It has 30 grams of protein, 2.5 grams of fat, and three carbs, and – the most important part, it tastes good. If you have had other protein mm. shakes, sometimes they taste really bad. Um, yeah. So this is my – I drink it after the morning show every day. Drink one just because it's like I don't really have time to do like the whole breakfast thing right then and there. And it like is very filling. And did I mention this? It has a good taste. The salted caramel are the best, but they make like a chocolate one, a vanilla one. And I think they make like a coffee one, which I haven't tasted. But – um. You can get them. You can get them on Amazon, and you can get them. I saw them. I looked it up really quick. I get mine on Amazon, but you can get them at like Sam's Club or Walmart as well. And you so can is get, this the type of thing where you get it and then you have to just like blend it up? Nope. Or pre-made. How does it work? Pre-made. Okay. Which okay. also I hesitate uh, to recommend because obviously that's like single-use plastic too. So, right. Use these sparingly. Um, but if you're on the go a lot, um, I highly Sometimes recommend them. And Fairlife yeah. makes a so they make a. A different one too that I have found in grocery stores that has a little bit um, has a little less protein in it, but they still taste really good too. And that comes in chocolate and vanilla. So, yeah, Fair Life okay. Nutrition Plan. I like it's it. the high protein one. Yeah, salted okay. caramel. That's my go-to. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, the next article is from Slate. Um, this is a woman saying, "I'm sick of sending gifts that aren't acknowledged." Um, so this, it's, it's a little bit tricky to follow only because the, the age of this woman is a little bit confusing to me. I think she's an older woman, like a grandma age, but she was engaged to a man, right? Yeah. So her fiance be, old be engaged, right? Sure, sure, sure. But when I first started reading it, I was like, wait, what fiance yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Anyway. So this older woman's fiance dies and she knows that he used to send the fiance used to send the kids and grandkids gifts mm-hmm. and money. They call them like grandpa bucks, cute stuff, whatever. So she says, you know what? Now that grandpa has passed, I'm going to do that Which for these kids and generous. grandkids. Yeah. So generous. So she starts doing this in honor of him. No one ever thanks her like not a call, not a text, nothing. And she writes into this column and is like, I- I'm I'm upset about this. Am I wrong to be upset? And the responder says, or the columnist says, no, you're not wrong. She says a couple of things, though, just to kind of put things in perspective. She says, 
writing thank you notes is really a thing of the past and people just don't do it anymore. Should they? Yes, perhaps, but it's just not something that's done Mm -hmm. as frequently. Um, Also, she says, don't do it for the thanks or the gratitude, but do it in honor of this fiance who passed away. Mm -hmm. Like he would want you to keep doing this. So like do it for him, do it in honor of him. That's the biggest reason. Um, I, I totally agree with this woman though. For me, and uh, you know, I'm not great at thank you notes, but I try and I try to get my kids to try. Um, and I will say that whenever we do send one, I feel like people are Astounded. taken aback and yeah. so grateful yeah. um, for the effort to write a thing. I mean, especially the kids, right? Um, uh, and um, I just think that it's something that I'm sad that isn't a normalized part of our culture anymore. I know. I, I read that, this. It just stinks. Well, I'm going to start making River do this. Uh, I'm going to start making River do Because now she can sign her name. She can write her name. So right, right. I'm going to start making River do this. I will say this. Um, her grandparents, Brian's parents, sent her a little Valentine gift, and it was super mm-hmm. cute. And Brian was like, okay, let's call, like, Grandma and Grandpa and, like, say thank you. And River was like, who's for just send them a text. Just text them happy birthday. Text them thank you, you know? And right, it was right. like, excuse me? But also, like, how are you, like, a Gen Zer already? Like, how does she even know that right, right. that's what people do, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm bad about having River send thank you notes. I do generally have her call um, her aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it's kind of like a thing that doesn't happen very often. And we have a lots of nieces and nephews on both sides. And I can honestly say – the thank yous have been few and far between, but I don't really hold it against anybody just because I know it's kind of how it goes. I mean, just like this article says, like, you know, I, you can might be offended, but it's it's kind of, you know, par for, like this is what everybody is. does nowadays, you know? Yeah, so. it makes me very sad. And I will say this, especially with the kids, it's super easy um, because you can say, hey, let's draw a picture right. or make a card right. or, and it's like a built-in activity. right. And, right, something to keep them occupied. Right. And, you know, uh, grandparents would much rather receive, like, a card or picture or something from a grandkid than, right. like, a little note from me, probably. I know. Um, that requires me, like, putting a stamp. Like, do we have stamps? Do we have a stamp? I mean, it's, like, it's not the, like, river drawing something and saying thank you. It's, like, the work on my part. Is that bad? Right, right. Too good. It makes yeah. me, like, a very bad person. Yeah. Well, um, trust me, El Rey has discovered, you know, she's got a lot of pen pals now. She's very into mailing things, but she will, she's pretty, um, you know, uh, willy nilly about the stamps and she will get out those stamps and just throw them on everything. Oh, and you're and like, like, excuse whoa, girl, me. Whoa, girl. Those actually cost money. Yeah. So these are not stickers. Right. Like, right. Because right. I'll have like a group of things to send to somebody. And I'm like, no, no, like you didn't need to stamp yours. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Right, right, right. Like we've, you're putting we've it gone in through something. Some stamps in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the other thing I will say. Like, I'm thinking about um, one of our old neighbors sent River a Christmas. She had moved away uh, a couple of months before Christmas, but had sent River a Christmas gift. And I will say this. I did take the time to write her a thank you note. So it's kind of interesting. Like, depending on who – like, if it's my sister, I'm like, I should write a thank you note. But, like, my sister doesn't really – like, she's – in she other knows. words, my sister's, yeah. like, not keeping score, Right. Right, um, right. But it was so sweet that Bella, this neighbor, sent River something that I was like, that was like she went above and beyond. Like she didn't have to do that. Right, right. So it is funny how like you'll do it for some people, mm-hmm. but like the other people who are arguably more important in your life. <laughs> right, right. You well, don't do it thing, for. 
Yeah. And the other thing too is if it's something like that, that's in the mail, like I'm always wanting to at least send a text or call right. or something just to say, we got it, you right. know, because I, I have several relatives who are like, did you get it? Did you receive it? Right. And you know, they're just like sitting there wondering right. if you don't say something. Right. Um, yes. At the very anyway. least you should text someone and say like, Hey, I got your gift. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Let's okay. do better about that folks. That's our new goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This last, um, this, this last article here is from Scary Mommy. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a writer, a mom saying like, guys, like stop criticizing like the big box stores and like the the clothes like they can never win. She basically says, a mom responded to the claim that Target's boys' clothes aren't masculine enough anymore. Her response to the those complaining that Target has an agenda to make boys look like girls has gone viral. Um, she says that uh, Target always seems to be at the center of controversy when it comes to their kids' clothing selection, and it honestly seems like they cannot win no matter what. Either parents are fed up that there are too many dinosaur and trucks on boys' clothing, or the bright colors and occasional rainbow on a boy's shirt is pandering to some sort of made-up liberal agenda. And she talks about, like, there's a TikTok mom who's like, oh, you know, in Target complaining about the sharks and dinosaurs, like she's sharked and dinosaured to death. Y'all don't think boys want to wear something else besides dinosaurs and sharks. And then a couple of paragraphs down, there's like a TikToker who is um, upset because um, Target comes out with some clothes that are bright colored that have dinosaurs on it that are like pink or blue or like flowers on the dinosaurs. And um, they're upset with that. They're upset that the, 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 bo- the boys' clothes are trying to specifically – you know, make them look like girls. And the writer says, friendly reminder, colors do not have assigned genders. And people weigh in and are like, yeah, dude, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Or like, better yet, if your kid likes it, let them wear it. If they don't, then like, don't wear it. Right? Yeah. I I feel like this is, why do we have to be so critical of everything? (laughs) It is a shop. It is a store with lots of clothing, clothing options. You can pick the more traditional boy things. You can pick something a little bit more gender neutral. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah. I don't understand why people are so upset about this stuff. And it's it's like the article says, first moms are complaining there's too many trucks and dinosaurs. Then moms are complaining there's too many not trucks and dinosaurs and girly things. Like there's no way for Target to win. I just yeah. don't understand. I will say after reading this article, I was just curious. And so I just on my phone went on because I don't go to Target often, went on my phone and looked up, you know, Target, little boys clothes. Mm-hmm. There were tons of, of boy things. And I mean, there were some non-gender specific things too that were slightly girlier, but there was, there was tons of both options is my point. Like you could have gotten anything you wanted, right? Like I, I I mean, I think if a store went totally in one direction or another, maybe, but I felt like for a reason because they're like catering to the everything. Right. I I just don't understand. I just want to say to these moms. Is this really, like, what we have time to worry about right now? I think there's bigger fish to fry here, ladies. Yeah. I I think um, there are. At least for me. At least for me. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with that. I don't – I mean, yeah. I I guess people don't complain as much about, like, little girls wearing, like, clothes that are, like – Boyish. You're trying to make my little girl a boy. Like, that's just never, uh, like, a a topic. It Mm -hmm. seems like it's more like you're worried about, like, boys – 
trying to make your boy a girl. I don't know. I mean, River Wear, River has stopped caring a long time ago about like what I liked. So, you know, that's what I would say is like, let your kid wear what they want. It's like the very few right. autonomous decisions. It's like one of the that few they have. that they have. I mean, trust me, yeah. this has been a big lesson for me, as you know. I talk about this frequently, but like, yeah, just go ahead. It's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop worrying about the clothing. Let's stop worrying about it. Um, so I have a little win. Win of the week. So, you know, El Rey is a big reader, loves to read, learned to read very quickly, um, has always been her thing. And Henry, whether it's because he's a boy or whatever the reason, just isn't as into it. And I think it's very, I should say, probably typical for boys. And as my, I mean, he'll do it if we make him, but it's kind of like a thing and a chore. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll be like one sentence, you know, Mm -hmm. but he really just wants to be read too. Anyway, the other day um, he came over and said, mom, can I read you a book? And I was like, oh, sure. He gets out this book and literally reads me the whole thing. What? Yeah, and it's not one of, I mean, it's, obviously, it's a kid's book. It's not, you know, something crazy. It's not like the encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it had bigger words, some things he hadn't learned yet, and he made minimal mistake that it was just, I I mean, he was bound and determined to read that whole entire thing from cover to cover. And finally, I'm like, Gregory, you got to come over here and listen to this. He read every page of that book, and it was just one of those random times where I'm like, for literally a year, I've been like, let's read some more Henry. Let's do this. And just thinking it was never going to happen right. or, you know, he just wasn't listening. And then all of a sudden on a very random weekday night, he decides to read this whole book. And now like once more of this series of books Yay! and is really into it. So I don't know what changed or what happened, yeah. um, but it was fun to see. And it was fun that he was finally excited about it. And I think it's just kind of a good reminder that you know like everything things kids, will happen when they're ready to happen exactly exactly I mean let me also say he's not like reading every night here he's not you know sure but it was it was it was I think just a first step in reading can be fun yeah. I want to I want to try to do it and I think he was really excited that we were excited yeah um so anyway, that was just a fun little moment and something that I wasn't expecting. And, you know, who knows when all of a sudden what, what you keep saying is suddenly going to sink in yeah. and they're going to want to do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, but we hope you have some wins in your life, no matter how they come. And we hope Katie and her family have a very safe and enjoyable ski trip coming up. So okay. here's to that. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.